Hello and welcome to Technically Speaking. Um, it's been a while. Uh, well, I apologise for being away for so long, but uh, it's one of these things. But we're back now, um, and I'm joined today by the one and only Mr Peter Donoghue. Hello, it's nice to be back and, and uh, sounding in HD with our fancy new microphone. Yes, uh, we are in a new setting and we have new recording equipment, so this is a, a test as well as a, as a return for us. Um, uh, we're going to be sticking to the same sort of schedule we were before, um, so we're just going to do two 20 minute halves on different topics, but they're, they're like loosely related to each other, but they're of a different ilk, shall we say. And uh, if you want to be part of any future podcasts that we do, uh, you can visit our website, which we finally got up and running after a few months, a good few months. I must uh, say, episode 11, we've been promising it since episode 1, so yeah, yeah. we're we'll ready to rock. A 10 episode uh, stagger. Yeah. Uh, however, you can find us at technicallypod.co.uk, uh, and that gets all the links to the social media. And uh, our email address as well, which we will respond to emails because we've had like one email and we did respond to it, is uh, hello at technicallypod.co.uk. And we will be adding the email to the website, I've just not got around to doing it yet. Yeah, we'll no, get there. We're busy will. men, we've got things on. We are. Um, so what's been happening with you on? What's new? Uh, well, I started this, uh, started this course. Um, what course is this? It is a postgraduate uh, diploma of education. So, for those who listened to our <coughs> earlier episodes, you will have known that I made great fun of Arm because mm-hmm. he decided that he wanted to become a teacher, but he needed the equivalent of higher English, so yes. he had to become a, a student of what, what college? Uh, it was the University of Aberdeen. Oh, a prestigious. One, one of Scotland's place. four ancient universities. Yes. And you. Um, yeah. Learned from a distance, shall we say? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Since we're in Glasgow. Three hundred miles, is it? But so now you're. That's that's partially the reason why we've not been able to record was partially the fact that there's lots of bagpipes nearby our, our old recording space. Yeah. Which well, we weren't a fan of. No, I, I, I'm a, we have to we have to stress we're not a million miles away from where we were. We're not, but we are a million miles away from the bagpipers. Which is good. Which is very Which good. Which is good. Um, so I passed the course. They sent out a certificate. It had the wrong name on it. <laughs> uh, what were you called? Andrew McAdams. <laughs> so it's not even as if they put one A or two R's or the, like, all Andy. the usual R in things. Like Andy. Um, so yeah, got that sorted. Been doing the, been doing the course, and uh, you know things are going well so far. Start placement next week at a school that I cannot name. No, obviously. please don't name it. Um, What's been happening with yourself, Peter? Well, you aside from not booking this new space for recording because I thought that you weren't ready to record you, aside from that mishap, um, I've just been working away. Um, been doing a lot of exciting stuff at the retro. Um, just adding a whole load of new stuff for the website, getting ready for Christmas, um, getting a new supply chain in place. We're working with some American guys, so rather than it costing us like 20 quid to get all the records and games shipped out, they'll just do it on their end. Um, saves a lot of time, oh. saves a lot of money. Very good. Uh, it is, it's exciting. Well, that's the thing we're recording on exactly three months to the day before Christmas Day as well, which I suppose people, it's sort of in the back of your mind at this time, but if you're a, if you're a company, especially a start-up, when the Christmas period is... Uh, I mean, this is late in the day, to be honest with you. You start getting adverts from so B2B companies that are um, so companies like um, Shopify who run um, a shopping platform they'll tell you to start preparing for Christmas in like May, June time like this is late in the day yeah to be fair to you be need fair. everything teed up so that when you 
and you do your marketing and you do your Christmas promo. If you do hit it out the park, you need to be ready for it. Suppose when uh, when <coughs> will when will the Christmas promo be dropping then? When when are you think like October time? Like? Well, you tend to find that it will start about October time. You ramp it up for Halloween and then you really push through. November's your busiest month. You tend to find it December because a lot of people have either got it out of the way or a lot of people are anxious that if they order online in December it won't come in time. Yeah. So they'll do a lot of shopping in stores and that's where you tend to find the shopping centres are rammed because people don't trust anyone apart from Amazon to deliver their goods but even then like every year like you get you get that like the Royal Mail have done something the Royal Mail always do something on and I will uh, never forgive them for that (laughs) the amount of angst that that causes me in December I'll never forgive them well we shall move on I'm sure we'll get back to that because that actually does sound like a a wee quick brainstorm for there but I totally uh, the first thing we're going to talk about today is uh, something that we've spoken about before I suppose the Nintendo Switch you could say so Uh, they have launched an online service so that um, that's a bit of a clickbait title yes so when the Nintendo Switch launched it had a basic online service yeah um, so if you bought Zelda, the Mario Kart, whatever kind of the launch games were, you could play them online with your pals. But uh, Nintendo at the launch were very keen to say that at one point this will become a paid service, but when we make it a paid service, they will provide added value. Yeah. Um, so that's now came into effect. So it's um, £18 a year. That Well, when you compare that to, I mean, I don't know about... Um, Xbox, but I know, like my PSN ran out, and you're talking forty pounds for that. Yeah, so I've got player. Xbox Live. It's forty pounds a year. That gets you access to. I mean, Xbox are giving you games with gold, so you're theoretically getting free games or heavily discounted yeah. games. <coughs> you're getting um, online multiplayer with all the, with everyone else, and you're kind of getting like the. I don't know anyone that uses it anymore, but like parties. Yeah. <laughs> Really, talk to your pals. Um, so you get all that kind of functionality. Now, I don't know if you heard a lot about Nintendo Switch's online service. Uh, I did not, but I'm so I've had a quick one of the too. one of the really big talking points was that in order to chat to other players, you used a smartphone app. Right. So you weren't using the traditional headset connected into the controller because the controller didn't wasn't able to take an input. Yeah. So what you had to do, and what you still have to do, is you download a, an app sign in with your Nintendo ID and then you use the phone itself to speak into and then you would use a headphone jack to hear folk. Right. So it's a way of getting round the fact I was going to say, it sounds like they've designed everything for the Switch and then thought, right, we're adding the the online sort of XP, like we're we're going to beef it up further down the line. Yes. And then (laughs) they've got round to it and went... We never added any. Oh, no. We forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is this was the app that launched with it, so I mean, it's. It, I don't want to say it's an afterthought. I can understand because the mic and the headphones that you get in your phone is ample, but yeah. I do think it takes away from the experience a bit that in order to play online and talk to people, you need to have your phone with you. Yeah, because I, I mean, especially like, if it's you're using the switch on the move. Yeah, and the thing is as well, like when you play online, people sort of want to immerse themselves in it they don't want to just like they want it to be all-encompassing hence people will buy like headphones well i mean i'm i'm not particularly into that like you any little turtle beach no um like, people do want to do that so i think then having to get your phone talk through that it can just make it like can sort of disconnect you from it but i mean for what you're paying 
I mean, aside from what you're paying, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, are you able to run through what you get with Switch Live? Have you got that up? Uh, I do here. So, online play. So, yeah. So, in effect, what you could do for free last week on a Nintendo Switch, you now have to pay for. Yeah. So, if you want to play with your pals on Mario Kart, you now have to pay. Yeah. What else do you get? Uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. Nintendo Switch Online. Let's have a look here. I'm, I'm just on... So it just says uh, they have a library of classic NES games that you can play anywhere, which is... I mean, I'm a fan of Yeah, that. So, so you're getting your classic uh, NES games. So part of their launch, I think, is about 15 games. So 15 titles that you're able to play. Um, and they've all added... Uh, Nintendo have updated the game, so it includes a multiplayer element. Yeah. So... I don't know what games you, you kind of got with launch, but I could imagine, say, um, do you remember the game Dr. Mario? Dr. Um, Mario? I can see the pills. The, yeah, I can see the, the cover the from up. here. Um, so they, they would have added an online element to it, so you could like, verse other people and try and get a high score. So they've, they've amended all those games um, to add an online element, so that's pretty cool. Um, you also get cloud saves, which yeah, I thought were pretty cool. Yeah, I'm just looking at just now as well. Because um, that's something that I've never even thought about. Yeah, because... It was a thing that it's a very a PlayStation Two thing. You had a memory card, and this yeah. I suppose is just a modern iteration of that. But do, do any other consoles do? Like, I see don't if think you're they like, do. See, like, you're halfway through like Assassin's Creed, and then you go to another Xbox. Can you like pick up where you left from? I've n- like I don't know if it's one of those things that you could do, and it's just not that widely advertised. Yeah, I just found but, that really impressive. When I seen cloud saves, I thought that's really cool. I mean, I don't know how many people are moving from Switch to Switch, but see the fact that you could, in theory, pick up another one exactly where you were. Yeah, before. well, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, I would say the sort of the the demographic of Switch players is going to be a lot younger. Um, yes and no. I think the Switch, um, much like a lot of the Nintendo consoles, will be quite family oriented. Yeah. So you get parents, but also kids as well. But I mean, you could you could be you could be playing like um, like Super Mario Odyssey or something with your pal a classic and your pal's bit. Yeah. And then save it on the, his Switch, but then next week when you go over to theirs, yeah, like you can just pick it up from where you left off, and I think that's good because, like. I'd, I think a lot of parents as well are quite wary of online gaming, especially parties Definitely. and stuff where you will get abuse. Like, well, that's the thing. If you've also, if it's a kid, they might not have a smartphone, which means that you're not susceptible to all of the party kind of chat abuse. Yeah. You can just say when you're playing, you're not allowed to use your phone. Therefore, there's no. Yeah, I suppose no, that. I suppose that is, is sort of tied in with it. Um, there's the app which we've already touched on. And uh, there's there's offers for members just the same way that you get with Xbox and PlayStation. That's pretty cool. The the launch offer it's two NES style controllers, um, that are compatible with the Switch, which is really cool because they're launching with the NES games. Yeah. So if you were to buy them, then you can play the NES games with the NES controllers. That is quite cool. This is well thought out. Yeah, because you've seen how much it costs. No. Mm, How much does it cost? Uh, a tasty 50 quid. Oh. Well, I remember, um, can you remember Nintendo, like, redone the NES and brought it out? The mini NES? Yeah, and yeah, man. It, like, you can't get them for love nor money, so I suppose this is a way for them to not have to sell units and just, if you sell the, because it was 50 quid. The I, think mini was, NES. I think it was like seven, it was 70 quid, and then the SNES came out the next year and it was 80 quid. Yeah. Because I got the SNES 
because I'd seen how quickly the NES sold out. Yeah. Like I'd said to my girlfriend uh, that I'd wanted one, um, one of the original NES, and we thought, ah, oh, we'll just pick it up later, kind of closer to the time. And it was like, no, that's uh, sold out. Gone. So sold out in two hours. Because I was going to get my wee brother one. Three weeks one. ago. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to get my wee brother one, and then I was like, oh, I better go on and get one of them. I looked everywhere, nothing. Nothing, unless you wanted to pay, like, scalper money. Yeah, on eBay, like, an absolute ton. Remortgage your house four times and, uh, you know, start some nefarious means to make money. I've got a Walter White, and then uh, you can buy it. Um, but, yeah, it's... It's an interesting development. It'll be interesting to see what happens with it. So looking at well it received. from looking at it from someone who's a PlayStation Plus subscriber. Yes. When you're looking at the cost of online play, being able to save your data, but you're having to use a phone app and access to the classic NES games, which they're also promising that you'll get more games over time from. Yeah. How would you rate it value for money? Value for money. Um, it seems. Well, I mean, when you directly compare it to the competitors, it seems to be a Regar- very similar... Regardless of price is what I'm saying, though, yeah. A, a very similar product for less than half the amount of money. So you would have to say that it's probably it's probably a good value. Like, we won't, like, obviously, we won't really... We'll just have to see what other people say, because I don't have a Switch. Don't believe you have a Switch. My wee brother has one, so if he gets it, I'll ask him about it, but I highly doubt he will. Um but, yeah, it's one of those things where, you're like, if it takes off, it could be the Switch could actually like, be rivaling because people don't want to pay as much. Because you look at it, and you get, you, obviously, like, FIFA's coming out this Thursday, and you get people who will spend... Are you spoiling the time of recording, on? <laughs> you get people who spend £80 on... The Ultimate Edition? Yeah, to get three days early access, and then spend... Like four hundred pound on FIFA points, and you're yeah. like, aye. So all the additional yeah. purchases, and while you do get good offers, like it could be that like, I know loads of people who uh, PlayStation Plus have given away a game for free, and it was a game yeah. that people were going to buy anyway. Yeah, like um, my first experience with PlayStation Plus giving away games for free was um, Rocket League. Yeah. Uh, when I worked at a phone shop, I will not be disclosing the name of that phone shop. Um, <laughs> It rhymes with P2. <laughs> <laughs> um, they had an Xbox and a PlayStation uh, in the shop because at the time they were bundling uh, Xbox and PlayStation yeah. with phones. And um, yeah, when it, one day the guys were playing this game where it looked like Top Gear where you were driving in a car and you'd kick a ball about and uh, it turned out it was a free game but it was only for the PlayStation 4. I was gutted. Yeah. But I, I don't know if I would have enjoyed or maybe even been introduced to the game unless I'd had that time to play it for free. I ended yeah. up spending 20 quid on it for the Xbox when it came <laughs> out. I loved it because it was a genuinely good game, but uh-huh. I'm not on, like, I'm not, like, on the pulse with, like, new games coming out from, like, indie developers. Yeah. And I think because I'm not that type of person, I probably miss out on a lot of games that I'd probably be addicted to. I think I'm, I'm, I'm the same, but yeah. I, I think that might be a bit of a good thing to do with how busy we are. But it's just... Um, but it's one of those ones where you could be missing out on a lot of great titles, and I, I think that PlayStation Plus and games with gold providing free games every month could be a really good way to get these indie developers a bit of revenue over time. Yeah. Um, what I will say is um, one of the main questions with the Nintendo Switch was 
if they were going to bring out Virtual Console. Now, did you have a Nintendo Wii? I did, yes. Now, you know the, on the, the eShop? Yeah. Um, you could like download all the old NES and SNES games and stuff like that. Well, speaking to Kotaku, a Nintendo spokesperson confirmed that the Virtual Console wouldn't be coming to the Nintendo Switch. So you wouldn't be able to go in and buy those indie and, more importantly, those retro games. Yeah. Um, he said that there's currently no plans to bring classic games together under the Virtual Console banner, as it has been done so already under not other Nintendo systems. So, past Nintendo systems allowed players to purchase an assortment of classic titles ranging from the NES, SNES, N64, the DS and the Wii. Um, TrustedReviews.com says that not having hundreds of these at our fingertips is a bit of a letdown. I would agree. Mm-hmm. But I think what Nintendo are hinting at is that they want to bring all these classic titles as, I think the best way to describe it would be almost be like Netflix, where you pay three, four quid a month, but you get access to all the games. Yeah. Same way you pay a, you pay Netflix seven, eight pound a month, but you get access to all the movies. Yeah. Um, I think that's the market that they're going down. Um, that's a bit of a weird one. It could be one of those where... I think that's a great idea. I think it's a good idea, but I think it's one of those where... Don't get me wrong, I think they're leaving money on the table. You could add... You could just like have... So you've got your subscriptions there, and it's like... Seventeen or eighteen pounds a year, and then three fifty a month, that kind of thing. But you could do like, so I'm trying to think the the thing most analogous to it, like Eleven Sport. Have you heard of that? They bought the Spanish football rights and stuff. Yeah. Where you pay like six ninety nine a month or an annual fee. So what you could do is have a total like a sort of cut like a full bundle where you get everything. You get all the online caper. And then that for I don't know. Say you could put that up to forty pounds a year. I think I think we're probably trying to say the same thing. We think that Netflix. We think that Nintendo are probably underpricing. Like if you were able to get all the NES and SNES games. Yeah. That would be insane. Well, I think you. I think you could offer. What I'm, I think and what I'm trying to say is you could offer. Like. Rather than have all your online play and then pay for all that separately you could just have a bike all in one bundle well I think um, that's what I'm, that's what they'd yeah, be doing and you just so it wouldn't be at an additional cost oh that's what I'm saying but still for £18 still for £18 so what they're saying is so it seems that online services Netflix style subscription service will act as a replacement of sorts so the Switch uh, online service came out this week yeah. for £18 and it includes those 15 NES games Nintendo are going to be adding more to that at no extra cost Wow. So in essence, you'll be paying eighteen pound a month. You get your online services, you get your backups, but then over time, they'll be adding. They'll they'll be updating all their classic games to include online elements. Yeah. And be including those as part of your price. That is. Uh, we'll need to see how that develops. Yeah. Because I think if you were coming into it now, it's almost a bit of an early adopter because you're only getting fifteen games. Yeah. But I could imagine down the line where there's maybe like maybe one hundred and fifty, two hundred games. Um, the classic games then you've got your uh, Switch games which you're buying normally and then I don't know if you know but the Nintendo Switch has also got a really vibrant indie community Yeah. so when the console first got announced I was really like disinterested by it because they were launching with two games mm-hmm. but to combat that what they did was they paid a lot of smaller developers so they were launching like a game a, a, game a week mm-hmm. so by the end yeah. of the first year there was already like 60 really high quality titles out for it and I think I don't know I'm thinking like by, if I was to like because I'm, I'm contemplating buying a Switch and I'm like, if it was to go the way that a lot of people are thinking they'll play it, I think you could get some really good value for money. 
Definitely. So you understand where I'm at now? I do. You'd not be paying any extra, they're not separate, it is all under the one cost. That is a, that is a decent umbrella that they've got uh, yeah. there. But we'll see how it develops, um, and if you join us after this short break, we're going to be talking about uh, a rather big mishap from a huge company about seven years ago. So, uh, Aye, so we'll, be, we'll still be talking about online services with games consoles, but yes. it will not be Nintendo. No, join us after this. Tired of spending too much money on vinyl? Visit the Retro Store where you can get 3 LPs for just $24.95. Terms and conditions apply. Visit the Retro Store to go to UK. 41 cent Vincent Place, Glasgow, G12ER. Welcome back. Welcome back. Speaking. Uh, hopefully that was a, a great break for you because it, it was a decent wee break that we've had. Yes, we've um, uh, refueled. So we said we're going to talk about another online uh, service from a... Console, shall we say? Um, we're going to be What is it? Oh. <laughs> we're going to be talking about the 2011 uh, PlayStation Network outage. As, uh, Don't make it sound so glamorous. Yeah. It was the PSN hack. Yes, it was. <laughs> if, if we're going to be, uh, if we're going to be the sun about it, then yes. It was the hack. Hack. Uh, it was Piers so, Morgan style. Yes. Oh, not quite that bad. No, it uh, I don't know any. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> moving on. Well, moving that man on. should be in jail. That's all I say. So basically, seventy-seven million accounts worldwide across. So wait, uh, wait, back up, back up. So this was oh. in two thousand eleven. Yes. It was for the PlayStation Three. Three and the PSP. And the PlayStation, portable. Right, oh man, remember the PSP? Uh, the PSP Go is the best console ever. Never owned one, but it just looked amazing. Um, so, 2011, it was a PSP. April the 20th, if we're being yeah. accurate, yeah. Now, at that point, were they charging for online services? Yeah, I don't think they were, however, obviously, if you wanted to buy games online and stuff, then... Because I'm sure the, the, the charge for the online service only came with the PS4. I think you're right, because um, I had a PS3 and I never remember never having to pay it. a penny for um, it. it. I mean, it wasn't great, but for free, what do you expect? Well, I mean, it was literally just online play, wasn't it? Yeah, but then again, like, the the, the 40 quid a year that you would normally spend was sort of put into the price of the PlayStation 3 console. Because I remember when the PS3 came out, it was like 500 quid with no games and one controller. Yep. Um, it was really, 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 really yeah. expensive. And that was for uh, 40 gig. Oh my god, 40 gig. <laughs> I'm sure it was 40 gig because I got, so it came out in 2007, I want to say. Um, 2007 in the, in the UK. Uh, oh, a pal. Um, and it was, yeah, like, so I, here it's. Six hundred dollars for a sixty gigabyte, five hundred dollars for a twenty gig model. Uh, obviously, this was like refined, and there was a slimline version, and the price came down a wee bit. But uh, yeah, it was free, so basically, your forty pound a year, if you had it for about five years, would have been included in the price. Two hundred smackeroons. Yes. Um, I so seventy-seven million accounts. Wow. Were hacked. What was taken? Uh, I believe it was just a, a whole range of stuff, so there was card details, personal oh, details. My God. Uh, and it started on April the 20th and lasted 20, so basically PSN was down for 23 days. Do you remember this happening? Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't worried about it because I didn't really have anything like important on you it. You know, like, I said, like you couldn't play FIFA 11 online. Well, 
I didn't uh, I didn't really play online that often. I, I've always been a career mode man when it came to FIFA. I'd play online every yeah, now and then, dumb. but um, you know, like it wasn't it wasn't a major issue to me. I think it was a couple of times I went on and just out of habit would go to play a, a wee game of the old divisions. The old seasons and uh, did, they, did they have Road to Division 1 back then? I, I don't think they did. Did they not? I, I thought they had online seasons back then. Did they? Let's well, say, uh, on the keys. Hands on the keys. Well, whilst you look that up, I'm going to uh, just read from The Guardian. So, this was an article from um, The Guardian on April 26th, 2011. Says, and it's Sony is warning that the names, addresses, and other personal data of about 77 million people with accounts on its PlayStation Network had been stolen. If you think about that, that is basically if pretty much everyone in Germany yep. had their de- names, addresses, card details taken. taken. Well, that's what, that's what they said. They said that their card details weren't taken at the time, but I think it was then found out later that it was. I don't think Sony handled it. They didn't, Particularly no. well. So Sony said it discovered that between uh, the 17th and 19th of April, um, an illegal and unauthorised person, a really weird way to describe one it, guy. a person, <laughs> one dude, got access to the people's names, addresses, email addresses, birth dates, usernames, password, logins, security questions and more. Oh my so I think, I don't know if the actual card details were stolen, but I think there was such a high chance of fraud yeah. because they had their passwords. High scale identity theft. Sorry about that if you heard the motorbike yeah, going by. An absolute boy racer. Yes, we don't have bagpipes, we have boy racers here. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the online marketplace was essentially used for online playing, but also for buying games. So if you were one of those people who like to give someone an extra 10 quid by buying a game digitally at the same yeah. cost that it was to buy it from game, yeah. um, then all your card details were probably nicked somehow. Yeah, I, um, I would talk. If it were if it were now when I do have my card details on it, safe to say I would be uh, cancelling that card and cutting through the chip if it happened. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so twenty. I mean, a month. It's one of those like if you if you had to pay for the service back then, then they would probably have had to compensate by giving like everyone that got hacked a good year free. Well, I would imagine that they already would have had to have given um, some sort of compensation yeah. because they were trusted with their information and they lost it. And I think that if people had fraud against them, if they, you know, anything could happen if someone with malicious intent had all that uh, information, I don't know. I mean, I would imagine there was probably dozens of losses. I don't know if anything would have came of it. It mm. probably would have just been Americans that got money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it says here that um, so that it's, it's talking about how uh, there was a welcome back program that was announced in a press conference in Tokyo. Right. Because um, so my, so my next question to you is going to be, if you were Sony, what would you have done? Well, we'll, we'll talk about what Sony did do. Right. This is, uh, as well as selected PlayStation uh, entertainment content. The programme included 30 days free membership to PlayStation Plus. So I don't know if this was in Japan and America, you had to pay for it, but for some reason in the UK or the EU you didn't. Um, don't know. It says existing PlayStation Plus members got 30 days added to their subscription. Um, which, I mean, I think that's a bit poor. Sony offered one year free identity theft protection to all users. 
That's what um, Ticketmaster have done recently. I don't know if you got an email from Ticketmaster a couple of months ago. Yeah, I don't know. I might have just sent all Ticketmaster stuff to spam because... Yeah, because uh, all their card details get nicked. Yeah. So yeah, they credit theft. I don't think um, Ticketmaster are great either, to be honest. If we're getting into that, um, no, they let's don't conduct themselves. <laughs> uh, and what else did Sony do? They offered... Two PlayStation 3 and two PSP games from five lists of four. From lists of five and four, sorry, respectively. So they offered five games, you pick two for a PS3, and they offered four and you pick two for a PSP. Um, they varied by region. And um, they announced a welcome back package for Japan in the Asia region. Um, uh-huh, so they basically, they tried... But I wouldn't think that they... So PlayStation Plus... 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 PlayStation Plus launched in 2010. So there would have been a paid version of the PlayStation. When did the PlayStation 4 come out then? Uh, I don't have that information. Because I definitely... I had my PlayStation so, for about wait, seven years. So, this might make sense. So PlayStation Plus, to begin with, provided premium features... These extras included early access to games, beta trials, regular store discounts, and the ability to have system software updates and game patches downloaded automatically to the console. So when it begun, it wasn't for playing others; it was for extras. Oh, so it's essentially like everyone that has a PlayStation Network account has online play, but that's like a premium service, essentially. So now they've they've basically said that all online features are paid. Yeah. Whereas back in the day. You could have free to play games, you could do stuff online totally free. It was just they added in a bunch of extra bells and whistles. That's dead interesting. I didn't know that that was the case. I didn't know that either. Um, however, well, I mean, let, let's let's get into the old nitty gritty then. If, if you were Sony <laughs> as, a, as a company, what, what, would you have, uh, what would you have thought be a, a decent idea? If I was the conglomerate that is Sony, multinational corporation. I mean, I think that um, when I was doing my research into the, the the hack itself, I think the thing that stood out to me immediately was how long it took Sony to come out and explain the situation. Yeah. Um, I think it took Sony nearly a week before they actually came uh-huh. out with a statement. Six days, I think, yeah. Yeah. And I just think that if you're logging onto the PlayStation, you know, if you're a kid, or even if, more importantly, see if you're an adult with responsibilities and bills to pay. Yeah. Um... You might not think anything is that suspicious by the fact that you weren't able to play Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the original. Like, I think you may not have thought anything of that, but I think the fact that your card details had potentially been stolen, you should have had the right to know, whether it wasn't confirmed. So even on their statement on April 26th, they weren't sure or they weren't aware of how much had been taken. I would have, if I was in Sony's position, communication in, in that type of crisis as I think is is the, the most important thing. Yeah. If you can keep people in the loop, it puts them at ease. If you deliver bad news earlier rather than later, people will be more understanding. Uh-huh. And I think the fact that they had they waited six days and the statement that they came out with was pretty vague to begin with. Uh-huh. I think what you want to do as well, if something like this happens, you want to nip it in the bud as quickly as possible, well, announce it as quickly as possible. In terms of nipping it in the bud, I think it's difficult. Like All the data was taken and there was nothing that they could really do about it. Yeah. But I think that the way they handled the, the start of it, and I think the welcome back programme probably could have been beefed up a little bit. Yeah. And I know that's saying you want something for nothing, but 
if you had to go through many, many hours of on the phone to your bank because some guy in the middle of China has tried to buy a sofa with your bank account details, yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> is that really worth 30 days in, in okay, I've got some um, identity theft protection, but in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that much. Like, could you, as, as you say, imagine if all those people who were paying cash could you have imagined the amount of money that they would have had to have forked out to reimburse those people who yeah. paid 40 quid a year or were paying 5.99 a month? Well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like the amount of money that would have been lost, Sony would have easily been able to, to reimburse if they wanted to. Well, I could imagine a lot of their cost was just trying to work out what the issue was and try to fix it. Yeah. So it didn't happen because they took the service down for a long period of time, so they didn't mm-hmm. really know what was happening. Uh, it's hard to fault what they did in that regard because we don't really know how it worked and what actually happened. Um, I mean, I could look at it from a techie perspective, but that's not the best podcast. Yeah. That's not. Let's not do that. Um, are you looking up? Sony's I'm looking bottom? up Sony's revenue. What I'd so also look up is how much the pack cost them. So Sony's revenue in uh, Her Majesty's Pound Sterling is £44.38 billion. Pounds. And the cost from the PlayStation Network oh, no, 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 were sorry. expected to total $171 million. So is that... Uh, nine, nine? Yeah, £44 billion. Um, How much was the, the, the hack, sorry? Um, Sony Peg's PSN attack cost at around $170 million. Well, I mean, um, I mean, it says the total company lost three point one billion dollars, but they said that the attack itself attributed one hundred and seventy million. Well, that'll be from the bad press and stuff for not dealing with it, people not renewing because they don't trust Sony with their their data and stuff. Was like there that. an earthquake as well? What? <laughs> I know Sony are based in Japan, and most things in Japan are a company. Well, it, by it an says earthquake. here one hundred seventy-one million. The company said the direct impact on Sony sales for the earthquake is to be about 22 billion yen or 268.9 million dollars so was there an earthquake in the same year well i mean if we're talking three billion like three billion to any man is a lot of money but three billion to a company that brings in 44 billion annually is a drop in the ocean I wouldn't say it's a drop in the ocean. I'm sure they've got that money's going somewhere. Yeah, but, but I mean they could recover. They're uh, say said on said their assets are like an, like nearing trillions. Yeah. So yeah, I think they could have done more. They could have offered a year's free. They could have given like if if you were directly affected and you had your card details stolen, they could have identity theft protection on Sony products for like. A longer time than one. I think the 12 months is an okay time purely because after 12 months you're more than likely to have all your card details changed. Yeah. Especially if you knew that you were affected. Yeah. But I mean then... I think think it's a standard thing the 12 months. Like if you are concerned about it you should get your card details changed. I think offering games offering... Well, they they done they they done their bit, you know. Like we we spoke about this compensation thing in in terms of what Airbnb have done for my good self. For for me, it was just all about how they handled it. Like I think yeah. Airbnb handled what happened with you really well. Well, it happened quickly and they reacted quickly. And with us, it happened quickly. And do you think you would have felt slow? Would you have felt good if you were in Japan and only found out when you were in Japan? Well. And I know that that happened in some cases, but that was due to the people who were renting stuff out rather than the company. Yeah, well, I mean, if I 
if I had went to Japan a week earlier than I did, then it would have happened when yeah. I was in Japan, or two weeks earlier than I did, sorry, so... There was no doubt some people were still affected. Didn't yeah, you? but I mean, the, I think it, it was coming as well for a while, because house prices and stuff are bad enough, and that was and I'm, sure, and I'm sure the law would have been in the works for a while as well. Yeah, like it, obviously bureaucracy and that will take a while. But it's the same the same thing's happening in Scotland just now. Houses in the Highlands you can't buy for love nor money because they're just going for Airbnb. Yeah, I mean deeply and the Margale holidays just snap them up. Um, they're they're scenic, they're great, I mean it's understandable, but yeah. There are people who live there at the same time and exactly. they because Airbnb's whole thing is about living like a local and if it's gonna to get to the point in places You're where local. there's no locals <laughs> uh, then something has to be done so I mean I don't blame the Japanese government I just think they could have handled that better but yeah. in terms of Airbnb yeah so you think that the Japanese government could have um, maybe had like a time period rather than it coming into effect straight away well they, they gave a two week time that's, period that's nonsense which to apply for a <laughs> licence go through all the paperwork the government then turned that round yep. for the amount of Airbnbs there were I think it's just scandalous yeah anyway to wrap ourselves up I think yeah. we're pretty good for time um, yeah. so if you want to get in touch about your thoughts on the Nintendo Switch service, or I mean, even if you were direct, um, affected by the PlayStation Network hack, Ooh, then we would, we'd love to hear from you. Um, as I say, you can visit technicallypod.co.uk, um, that's got the links to where you can listen to our podcast, um, you can get in touch on Facebook and Twitter. You can indeed. Um, if you also just want to send us an email directly, then you can do that, that's hello at technicallypod.co.uk. Um, our podcast will be coming out every Tuesday, kind of from this point onwards, as long as we're able to get ourselves sat down. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, you can contribute by emailing, getting in touch, um, sharing the podcast with your friends, whatever you want to do. Um, we'd love to hear from you, regardless. So we know that we're uh, we're doing an alright job. Yeah. And if we're uh, if you enjoy it and you know anybody else who would enjoy it, tell them. Yes. Because and then the last thing that we're going to plug is that we'd really, really, really appreciate a five-star review on iTunes. We would. Um, that shows the Apple that people like yourself are enjoying the podcast. Uh, we've already had a couple, but we also had some mishaps with uh, yeah. Apple Podcasts, so we're uh, rebuilding the reviews. So if you're able to fire a wee review on there, uh, it would be much obliged and it helps yeah. us out a lot. Because we, what we want to do on this is build a community. Build and a community. Yes. yes. And if we could do that, uh, it would be great, but we need your help to do it. We do. So thank you for listening. Um, hope you've enjoyed listening to us, whether it was on your commute, whether you were working out, out, out yeah. a run. Um, doing work. Well, if you're doing work, you'd probably be procrastinating, I'm sorry to tell you. Yes. But um, yeah, until next time, guys, take it easy. Thank you. Yeah, boy. I'll stop recording.